Welcome to season two of Through the Marketing Lens podcast, your go-to weekly business podcast that's fluff-free, to the point, and filled to the brim with real strategies and honest experiences that will help you in your business. We keep most episodes bite-sized because I know you're busy. I'm Katrina Aronson, your host and a marketing and business strategy coach for small business entrepreneurs. I've started and scaled my own multi-six-figure businesses before even becoming a coach. And my deepest desire is to help women to have the tools and the confidence to do whatever is on their heart and make money doing it. Let's jump into today's episode. Oh, hello there, and welcome to today's episode of Through the Marketing Lens. If you are new here, welcome. And if you're coming back, thank you so much for being here. If you haven't already done so, and you've been listening to episodes, I want you to take a moment to do two things for me and actually do them. (laughs) Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. That's just going to make sure you get the newest episodes without having to dig around and look for them. And to kindly, kindly rate this podcast. If you like what you're listening to, it matters so much and it helps other people to find us and get help with their businesses as well, which is the whole reason that I do this. Okay. Let's dive in. Today we're talking about da, 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 raising your prices. I need like a sound effect right now because I know this is such a crazy hard topic on so many levels. If you're in a place in your business where you're not sure if you're charging enough or you're thinking that maybe you're not worthy of what you're even charging now for your products or your services, this episode is for you. There is this inner struggle with most entrepreneurs I've ever had this conversation with at some point in their journey. And I want to start by sharing that raising your rates might sound really simple, right? Just raise your rates. But in reality, it's such a mindset piece of work. Here are some questions that might be coming up and presenting to you around raising your prices. Am I enough? Am I actually bringing value to the table? Is what I have created going to be seen in the world as enough? Who am I to charge this amount of money for my product and or service? Are my friends and family saying that it's good and it's actually not? right? These are a lot of enough and worthy questions. So I want to get real with you and tell you a story that comes to mind. And it's not really about pricing, but it really relates for me. So a beloved family member who is very kind, and there's a lot of good intention behind this was talking to me a couple of years ago and asking me about what I do as a business coach. And he had looked at my website and we got to one of his thoughts about my about me page, I think it was. And it read something like I had previously started a small business and saw six plus figures in revenue within the first year, which is true. And I had some epic successes and some dismal failures, also true. And he turned to me and said, do you think that you should write the word epic on there? Which is really interesting thing to say. 
To which I said, well, yeah, I mean, I turned absolutely nothing, an idea into a six-figure business in one year. I employed two people full-time who counted on me. I ran my family at the same time, two small kids. I'd say that's pretty epic, but I suppose it's a matter of perspective. And my point is that the word epic was in my perspective exactly the word that should have been there. It didn't really matter that he saw it another way. I saw the value in what I had created. He challenged that, right? But I didn't really feel any different after that conversation. I did reflect on it, but so much of what we do in business is exactly this. It's value and value is totally subjective, totally subjective. There is no black and white, which is really good, but also it's really hard. And being an entrepreneur, we have to kind of judge these things within ourselves, which is hard enough to do when you're kind of sitting with yourself, right? So when it comes to prices, here are some of the things that come to mind. When you can decide to raise your rates and how to hold firm with them as well. And then how to actually do that. So the tools to actually raise those rates, what does it look like? So let's dive into when to raise your rates and staying firm with your rates first. So I'm going to be speaking to this as if you are a service provider. I know I talk to the service provider a lot, but I'm also talking to the product side as well, because a lot of businesses, honestly, most businesses that I work with that are product-based They see themselves as products, but they're actually service because if there is a you element to what you are doing, then there's a lot of service in it too. So let's say that you are a gift boutique and yes, people come in to buy gifts, but the service component is that you help them, that you might create actual gift boxes for them, that there's wrapping involved. It's about the experience right? So that applies to every product when they get the packaging and they open it and it's beautiful and they read things and they love it and they go on your Instagram, right? I know that it's a product they received, but think about the experience component. So with that in mind, when I say service provider, I'm really speaking to products as well. So you're a service provider, your product, um, and you're fully booked out. Okay. You're pretty close to it. And that's the point that you raise your rates. That's that simple. This is the one way that you can, or one of the ways that you can scale in a service-based business by simply applying the rule of supply and demand. Your time is the commodity here. And there's just not enough of it. So unless you're hiring, raising your rates is kind of the only thing you can do at that point. Okay? So... The other thing or another way is you create a timeline like, okay, June of 2022, I'm raising my rates by 15 to 20% across the board. So you're going to give yourself that lead time. And this is nice because when you have clients who um, might be leaving or deciding if they want to continue working with you, it creates kind of urgency around it and a reason to stay with you or just a reason to make a decision rather than, I hate this, like, okay, I'll get back to you again when I'm ready. 
I'm sure we'll work together in the future, right? But there's not really like that reason for them to, no, you should stay rather than leaving, right? We've gotten results. So this allows you to kind of have another sales conversation um, and it will push them to either stick around or realize, no, that's not what they want. Either one is okay, but this is a great way for you to just like put it into your timeline. Um, Number three, you are sensing resentment. Big one here. Remember that money is an exchange of energy. That is all it is. So if you're feeling like there's anything off balance and you're doing more than you are getting, you have to check in with yourself to really know if you feel this, this, this is a signal, right? And you have to assess, are you doing too much for them and need to scale back on what you're doing? Or is this an opportunity for you to raise your rates? Either one is okay, but you have to change the balance here so that you can feel an alignment again and get rid of that resentment. The fourth one would be that you now have a lower offer. So let's say that you are a copywriter and you're working with clients one-on-one and charging them a thousand dollars a month. And you decide to launch a group program or a course of some sort, and that's going to be a lower ticket offer. Let's say that's $700 a month, but the value is going to be similar and the experience is still going to be really high. So this is a great time for you to raise your rates because you're creating what we call a value ladder or ascension ladder by having offers at different price points on that ladder. So you can choose to raise your points price points once you have this lower offer. And this gives them the option to work with you at that lower price and still get a high value. But it also creates contrast in your pricing, which is really going to help with decision-making overall. So that would be a good time to say, okay, my, my one-to-one rates have gone up to 1500 um, but you can still stay on with me and it's actually going to be less expensive. It's just going to be in a group container. Oh, and I I just want to bring it back to the products for a second. Okay, so if you're like, this doesn't really apply, I don't have these things. It actually does because I want you to start seeing um, where this makes sense for you. So where are you able to bring in, for example, lower ticket items to create that contrast and thus raising the prices of your other items, right? And there's Lots of different ways you can do this depending on what it is that you have. But for example, creating a gift option that is a bit more luxe um, and having that be a higher ticket and then contrasting it with lower. So bringing in like it's the same product, but creating it into a gift package for you to be able to hire those prices Um, and bringing in something that can complement that is lower ticket. Okay. So how can, how can you actually change the prices? What does this look like? So I'm really adamant about retaining your clients and giving them the best experience possible. So anyone who wants to stay on board with you at your current prices really should be getting, I believe, the, the benefits of your pricing with them. It's this grandfather deal. If they leave and come back, it's all kind of subjective. And this also becomes that selling point that I was talking about for them to stay with you. 
there are exceptions, of course, to what I just said. So if you're feeling that resentment, like this is just not working at this price, there needs to be an energy shift and that has to happen. And this isn't about client retention anymore. So if it doesn't align anymore, letting them go might be worth it. So a conversation with a good lead time of like three to six months, depending on what you do, um, followed by followed up with an email with all of the information so they can refer to it. So there's also a nice paper trail and everyone is aware and on the same page and the energy feels good. Here is what I know. And I hear this all the time. You can compare yourself to everyone in your industry forever. And we all do this. And of course, we have to know the going rate of what we do. But when you go to home goods to buy anything for your home, you are expecting a deal. When you go to Saks Fifth Avenue in the gift department or the home department, you're expecting a very different experience and you're going to pay more for that. So, who the hell are you and what are you bringing to the table? That is actually the question. What is your perceived value and does that align with your target audience? If you are saying, I can't raise my rates because my ideal client can't afford me, which I hear that a lot, two things are probably happening. One, you're fearing that if you charge this rate, something will happen. So what is that something that you are fearing? And two, are your ideal clients actually your ideal clients? Okay, so is your avatar actually who it should be? Things that you need to think about there. Raising your prices is a lot more mindset and strategy than anything else. It's not as simple as just raising your rates. And from a marketing lens, it's about positioning yourself properly in your market. So are you SACS? Okay, so are you bringing the SACS experience to the table? And that would be through website, through um, what your actual onboarding process looks like. I mean, it depends on what your business is, of course, but it all has to, uh, has to align and feel very congruent with a SACS experience. Or are you home goods? And does everything align with that? Right? Because I freaking love home goods. There's nothing wrong with being a home goods. So you just have to know where you lie. Then charge your freaking prices. There's no press release. There's no, no one's going to show up your door with a pitchfork. I promise. So it's getting clear. It's doing this work and there is some inner work here. And then it's just putting it into action. Okay. And what I mean by that is the next sales call you have, um, it is, okay, these are my rates. That's putting it into practice. That's it right there. So that's it. Thank you so much for trusting me with your time. Please share this episode with anyone that it might inspire or help. Thank you so much for posting in your Instagram stories. I see it. Keep tagging me at Katrina Aronson underscore consulting. We can't grow without you. I hope you continue to shift your perspective and grow both personally and professionally. And I'm honored to be part of your journey with all things business, life, mindset, seeing it through the lens of marketing. I will see you next Tuesday for a new episode.
So I keep these episodes short because I know how busy you are, but that shouldn't stop you from growing your badass business. So if you want more growth-centered content, I am here to serve. I want to invite you to hop into the show notes right now and sign up for our weekly emails pronto. Or you can do this on my website, whatever's easier for you, katrinaaronson.com. No catch, just really valuable content that I create all the time that is meant to help you to grow your business brick by brick. That's how I've done it and helped over a hundred inspirational women to do the same. So what are you waiting for? It's totally free and I'll see you in there.